CorbettReport.com of the vulture, watch your back, there's no civilians, women, children, frontline, listen, consider this a distant, early warning, the fire's imminent, pollution, gathering dust, particles, funneling through smokestacks, airwaves, bandwidth, disinformation, too bad, check the labels, delete the virus, alert the masses. Butterfly wing crosswinds send black hawks toward hurricane survivors. Roses sprout from empty lots and sidewalk cracks. Pacifist gorillas move undetected through concrete jungles. New forms are beginning to take shape. Once occupied minds are activating. People are waking up. The insurgency is alive and well. Rise of the playbot portrait of the new American insurgent Battle and shape the foundations of the world order Assembly line, consent, resist, refuse, inform, create Direct love ones to the trenches Suit up, forge, rumble into fortresses Blast with raw aluminum, broken porcelain Rusted platinum, burn blood stains from decompressed diamonds Hammer the battle cry into braille studded armor We are building up a new world do not sit idly by, do not remain neutral, do not rely on this broadcast alone, we are only as strong as our signal. There is a war going on for your mind, if you are thinking, you are winning, resistance is victory, defeat is impossible, your weapons are already in hand, reach within you and find the means by which to gain your freedom. Fight with tools. Your fate and that of everyone you know depends on it. Welcome, my friends. Welcome to episode 100 of The Corbett Report. I am your host, James Corbett, podcasting to you, as always, from the sunny climes of Western Japan on this 27th day of September, 2009. I'd like to invite my listeners, as always, to check into the websites CorbettReport.com and AlQaedaDoesn'tExist.com, where you can find out more about the Corbett Report and the work we produce. And, of course, you should check into the broadcasting affiliate of the Corbett Report, KROCKS Radio 1 at ZeroPointRadio.com. Today's opening song was, of course, The Flowbots, with their song We Are Winning, which you may remember from a previous episode of this podcast, but which I nevertheless thought would be quite apt for today's episode. Episode 100 of the Corbett Report podcast, 100 Signs We Are Winning. Now, as I'm sure you've gathered by now, we are going to be going through the list of 100 signs that we are winning. So we will be dispensing with the real news and other formalities for today's episode. But before we get into the list, I thought it would be appropriate to address something that's come up repeatedly in my correspondence with various listeners about this episode. A number of listeners wrote in to specifically state that we are losing and that they cannot think of a single sign that we are winning. 
if that is indeed the case, then the Corbett Report has been a total failure and you should stop listening now. If, like me, you don't believe that that is the case, then perhaps we need to articulate why that is not the case. Anyone who has been listening to this podcast for any length of time knows by now that I am fully aware of the gravity and the danger of the situation we find ourselves in today. As I have stressed time and time and time again on this podcast, we are in a moment of world historical significance. The Iranian invasion rhetoric is once again being ramped up, and listeners to episode two of this podcast will know how significant that is. The economy has collapsed, and as every newspaper and television news headline in the world declared over the past week, the G20 in Pittsburgh has unveiled a new economic order which will save us all. The protests against the G20 in Pittsburgh this week unveiled the most startling and horrific Orwellian signs of the complete and total police state that is now the U.S. of America through the use of National Guard and other military agencies in handling the protesters, as well as lethal devices like microwave guns and LRADs. The corporate-controlled media is finally bothering to inform you after decades of research that the chemical cocktails which infuse every aspect of our daily lives are in fact gender-bending, hormone-mimicking concoctions which are sterilizing the vast majority of us. And yes, scientists are now manipulating the very genome of the planet and releasing new, never-before-seen life forms into the environment but don't worry, the elite have their doomsday seed vault in Svalbard, so everything will be just hunky-dory after the vast majority of us are eliminated from the planet. But having said all of that, I think it's important, in fact vital, for us to understand, not just believe, but understand that if we are in world historical times, History is nothing more than the actions of a collection of individuals, and you are one of the individuals in that crowd, and you have the ability to take up the call that each and every one of us hears to try to affect change in this world. And that is the secret, that we are winning because resistance is our victory. The only way that our defeat can be assured is if we stop resisting. This is an absolutely central point to what I'm trying to communicate today, so I'll leave it to be articulated by someone much more articulate than I. This is Alex Jones being interviewed by OTN at the End the Fed rally in Dallas, Texas last November. You know, it's in the Communist Manifesto to have a private central bank. Because the private central bankers actually wrote the ideas that they had Marx and Engels put out. People go, well, why would the banks want communism? It doesn't exist. They rape us. They consolidate us. They put us into work brigades. They make us slaves. And they say, it's a people's paradise. Look at it. Boy, you're really doing good. And then they transfer all the wealth of the nation offshore. The globalists are outside all the nations. That gives them safety. And they play countries off against each other. And so that's what we're facing and dealing with. And so they're bringing in classical, hardcore tyranny in the U.S., but we have the internet, we've grown our numbers, the alternative media's exploded, that's what they're trying to move in to shut down and regulate and tax the web, but it's too late for them. Uh, they're, they're playing in the 19th century, 20th century rules, it's the 21st century, the, the century of resistance to tyranny, and so it's going to be one hell of a fight. Everything depends on exposing these people, everything depends on showing the people that this is the new world order, this is the criminals, we're dealing with the king rats here, the people that are carrying out tyranny worldwide, and either they fall or we fall. Either worldwide darkness and a new age of tyranny and oppression with a scientific overlay, or a new age of liberty and freedom and a new renaissance. The choice, the choice is the people's out there. Okay, we can tell you what's going on. You can check it out for yourself and find out it's true. But don't wait. Investigate now. Get involved now. Go out there and reach out now. We don't have time. If you're looking for the solution, look in the mirror. 
Look right into the mirror because you out there, men, women, old, young, black, white, doesn't matter. It's going to be up to you if they win or if liberty succeeds and the people have a chance of having any future. These are cold-blooded eugenicists. These are cold-blooded people who think they're God, think that they're our masters, and think that we're animals. These are the guys that funded Lenin and Stalin and Hitler and Mao. These are the guys, it's all on record, that bankroll this stuff. They are hardcore vicious and they must be resisted. It's difficult for me to add anything to that incredible speech by Alex Jones because every single word of what he just said there is right on the money. But I guess I'd just like to add that I certainly understand the underlying sentiment of all those people out there who want to stress that we are losing and that we must pay attention to the dangers that are out there and say that I wholeheartedly concur with that. But another key factor of what we're trying to do here is not to tell people to lay down because we are winning, but to tell people to stand up because we are winning. And our goal is to motivate people to truly understand that they can have an effect and that they are having an effect. So consider this episode one giant tip of my hat to everyone who is actually getting up off their butt and doing something in this info war, rather than sitting on the sidelines and critiquing what other people are doing. So let's clear the air, let's get things going, and borrowing a page from the playbook of MediaMonarchy.com, why don't we use a little musical bed to underlie what we're saying today? And there. There. All right. Feels better already. Well, let's kick it off. Let's kick off the 100 signs that we are winning with sign number one being a listener entry, someone who called into our voicemail line to leave this message. Hello, James Corbett. My name is Linda Wack, phoning from Vancouver, B.C. Um, in celebration of your 100th episode, I think uh, 100 great things that we are winning this war. Um, my um, input would be uh, the homeschooling statistics. In 2007, the number of homeschooled students was about 1.5 million, an increase from 850,000 in 1999, which then represents a 74% relative increase over the eight-year period. Um, that, for me, I get those statistics from parentfreedom.com. Um, anyway, that, it's, a, it's a great sign for me, and I want to really thank you for the most amazing job that you do of presenting information um, in such a, 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 an easy-to-understand manner. Thank you, James Corbett, for all that you do. Bye-bye. No, thank you, Linda, for your thoughtful contribution. In fact, that's an excellent, excellent example of something that I probably would never have thought of by myself, but is surely a sign that we are winning and we are having an effect with our information and changing the lives of young people who will not be subjected to government indoctrination. Sign number two that we are winning is also a listener contribution, this time a text contribution via our contact form on CorbettReport.com from a listener called Jay, who sent in this excellent idea. Sign number two that we are winning. A recent poll shows that less than one-third of respondents trust mainstream media sources. And he throws in a link to the New York Times, and of course, all of the documents cited in today's episode and all of the signs will be provided with documentation in the documentation tab of today's episode at CorbettReport.com. He writes, It is frustrating that despite these figures suggesting that an overwhelming majority know that they're being lied to, nothing seems to be changing. However, I sense that the elite's push for dominance has reached an impasse that if they push us any harder then the massive inertia of go along to get along will be overcome." End quote. Well, exactly. That's very much something that I agree with. So, along those lines, let's look at some more signs that we're winning and let's enter a little section that I'll call the polls section, showing and demonstrating that we are having an effect in the info war in changing people's minds and informing them and using that information to create mass movements. 
Some of the incredibly exciting signs that are coming out of these polls include uh, this one from globalresearch.ca. August 18th, 2009. British nurses refuse to have the swine flu vaccination. A third of nurses will refuse to have the swine flu jab. We have this one from globalresearch.ca. August 25th, 2009. United Kingdom. Half of GPs refuse swine flu vaccine over testing fears. The polls also show the complete dismantling of the phony left-right political paradigm which has propped up the New World Order system for so many decades, so many generations, causing so much harm, but that is finally being completely destroyed in the eyes of the vast majority of the public, one sign of which is September 2nd, 2009, poll from the Harris Poll at Harris Interactive, which showed that Congress now has a 22% approval rating. But, of course, we'll remember from the real news section of the podcast uh, earlier this month, sign number six that we are winning from MediaMonarchy.com. 42% say that replacing Congress with random people from the phone book would be an improvement. And there's a follow-up video update related to that also on MediaMonarchy.com. Sign number seven that we are winning. 57% would like to replace entire Congress. Related to that is the precipitous decline of the puppet-in-chief, Barack Hussein Obama, who, of course, has plummeted from a very strong presidential approval rating to, in only eight months, already having a negative nine presidential approval index. And to put that into perspective, that is the third fastest drop in modern presidential history in presidential approval ratings. People are seeing through the puppet. The ninth sign that we're winning. 74% of Americans know that Lee Harvey Oswald did not act alone in killing JFK. Sign number 10. A scientific poll from New York Times CBS News from 2006 confirms that 84% of the American public do not buy the official 9-11 story. Sign number 11 comes from the eve of the 7th anniversary of the 9-11 attacks in 2008 when a worldwide poll showed that the majority of respondents in 17 countries believed that Al-Qaeda was not behind the 9-11 attacks. More signs that this awakening is by no means an exclusively American phenomenon. We have, of course, BBC News from 2005 indicating 55% of French rejected the EU Constitution Treaty. And sign number 13, 61.6% of the Dutch electorate did the same that same year. And, of course, last year, 2008, 53.4% of the Irish electorate resoundingly rejected the Lisbon Treaty. And of course, we'll be keeping our eye on the Lisbon Treaty vote again next week when the Irish will once again reject the Lisbon Treaty. The 15th sign that we are winning is along the same lines, although this time not a poll, but an actual physical demonstration. And that came two weeks ago as over one million people marched on Washington to protest the current political puppets. And of course, a large contingent of that crowd was hoping for an audit of the Fed. Along those lines, let's turn to sign 16 that we are winning from a recent conversation that we had with our regular guest and noted financial commentator, Bob Chapman. Well, let me bring up one of my favorite lines from this uh, Wednesday's edition of the newsletter. You wrote, uh, quote, Not only will the Federal Reserve Transparency Act, H.R. 1207, pass the House, but also it will pass the Senate because you are going to write every senator demanding that they pass it. I love that line. I think it's great because it sums up the incredible groundswell of awareness of the Federal Reserve System and also the way that it can be defeated. So I I take it that your idea is not that the average person listening out there is just helpless in the face of these world events. 
No, they're not. They still have that avenue open. Whether it'll work or not remains to be seen. And that is go to the House of Representatives and the Senate and express yourself. They did that with the House, H.R. 1207, which is the bill to uh, in, in, uh, investigate the uh, Federal Reserve, uh, is going to be brought out onto the floor. Uh, what amendments will be uh, attached to it, I don't know, uh, but it will be passed. And so it's time be to go to the Senate and tell the Senate, look, uh, we want this thing passed. And if enough people do that, the Senators are going to say, well, gee, I want to get reelected. I, I better vote for this thing. Uh, there's 23 sponsors in the Senate, and of course they, uh, they need more than 50 uh, to pass it. Uh, but that's positive. The, the avenue is still open. The question is, will it work? And if it works, we got a real good shot at turning this thing around. If it doesn't work, uh, we get some serious problems. Well, that's true, but also it's almost like uh, Ron Paul's presidential campaign itself. Um, it it failed in the sense that he didn't become president, but it was an outstanding success insofar as it injected real issues into the campaign and demonstrated that Ron Paul and, and the people that he was associated with were, had a deeper understanding of the economy and its underlying, I guess, precarious nature, much deeper than, than either McCain or Obama were ever able to demonstrate. And I think that only helped to add to the credibility. And I think in the same way, even if H.R. 1207 doesn't pass, if it gets defeated, I think that will also help to expose the real agenda. And I think it will lead to a reaction. The public will be furious as to why the Federal Reserve can't be audited. Well, I hadn't thought about that flip side of that, and you may very well be right, so we may be winners either way. I, I hope you're right, uh, because the, uh, the consequences are uh, terrible to contemplate. And, uh, you know, uh, we have a good system. It's just that it hasn't been working for us, and maybe we can make it work. And so uh, it's not hope springing eternal. It's using the tools that we've got to make something happen. On a related note, sign number 17 that we are winning comes from listener Micah Sychek. And I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing your name right wrong, but uh, he wrote in a message via the contact form at CorbettReport.com, quote, Ron Paul's presidential campaign gave him more publicity begrudgingly in many cases, which also shows how frightened the political establishment is about his dangerous, harebrained schemes like a sane monetary policy based on sound money, and a foreign policy that doesn't include wars of absolute choice. Ron Paul's audit the Fed bill is a win by itself, even if it is not passed. More and more people are awakening every day to how our money is created. One last sign we are winning, sign number 18, is the sad state of corporate media, and especially newspapers. Luckily, now independent and alternative thinkers have a breadth of information and media produced to consume that is not corporate-funded, filtered, or falsified. Thanks for assisting in freeing humans from controlled paradigms of propaganda." End quote. Well, thank you for your excellent and insightful comments, Micah. And absolutely, the Audit the Fed bill is one of the incredible signs that we are winning. And uh, let's turn to AuditTheFed.com for sign number 19 that we are winning. AuditTheFed.com now indicating that H.R. 1207, the House resolution uh, that is part of the Audit the Fed movement, now has 295 co-sponsors assuring that it will pass the House. Uh, the equivalent in the Senate, Bill S-604, now has 28 co-sponsors, but the movement to get the Senate bill passed has only just begun, so look for that number to climb precipitously. And while we're talking about signs that we're winning, and Ron Paul, well, for sign number 20 that we're winning, we should turn to this guy from that famous report back in episode number 23, Ron Paul and the Philosophy of Liberty. I'm mad as hell, and we're getting to the point where people are not going to take it anymore. Right on, brother. Moving right along, number 21. No one's laughing at Peter Schiff anymore. Sign number 22. Three words. Campaign 
for liberty. Number 23. Grassroots organizations are stepping up efforts to get fluoride removed from the tap water in community after community. Number 24. More and more parents are refusing to give their kids the vaccines. Number 25. A German high court just ruled that national laws supersede any dictates from Brussels. Number 26. Sibel Edmonds has been ungagged. Number 27. Leftists are beginning to see through the Obama puppet faster than they've seen through any of the other puppets. Number 28. Geithner is worried about the Audit the Fed movement. Number 29. You can hear my voice right now. Which, of course, indicates that there is still some remnant of the free and open discourse that has made the internet such an incredible tool for activism. And that relates right into number 30. Newspapers are dying left, right, and center. TV viewership is down, but the alternative media is exploding. And on that note, numbers 31 and 32 on our list come from James Evan Pilato of MediaMonarchy.com and Richard Andrew Grove, 9-11 whistleblower, former host of the 9-11 Synchronicity podcast and current mastermind behind TragedyAndHope.com, who recently collaborated on an incredible two-and-a-half-hour interview that is must-hear audio. So, of course, I'll include a link to that in today's documentation, and if you haven't yet done so, listen to it today. But let's listen to their ideas for signs that we are winning. So whatever number this one is, James, uh, the way we're winning is by all of us communicating by uh, Corbett in Japan, by Pilato in Oregon, and Grove out here in Connecticut. We are, you know, trying to put the word out in a healthy, non-fearful way. And that is, the, you know, that's one of the ways we're winning because we're showing up. We're willing to not put hate in front of us, and we're willing to just go from, hey, we're curious, trying to figure out what's going on here, because it's a survival game as far as I know, right? So, Absolutely. I, so I just wanted to say how inspired that I've been from the Corbett Report uh, podcast, through the articles, the videos lately, dude, are sick. Keep those up. And we're looking forward to featuring Corbett Report and MediaMonarchy.com through each and every episode and issue of Tragedy and Hope. Well, and I would say, too, that I think what we're trying to do is essentially use, you know, the tools that that are available and that have been given to us to try and step up the game. And I think something that we try and do is do something with, you know, for lack of a better term, high production values. Not like I'm trying to make something slick and pull the wool over your eyes, but the media, the mainstream media is very slick. It's very timely. It's delivered in a perfect fashion. You know that 7 p.m. your news is going to begin. So if we can use some of those, you know, elements, I think it makes our work more accessible and more credible to people out there instead of it being, like we just said, some ugly website that has different fonts and colors and doesn't make any sense. And you look at it and think, this was put together by someone who's a little off. Sure. But it's not, it's not always the case. We're just not tech savvy. So no, I can truly uh, you know, admire and appreciate the, uh, the, the skill and the savvy that yourself and Mr. Corbett uh, basically you know, put out on a weekly basis with uh, you know, such amazing precision. And it's, it's brought out in the right way. And I think it's the most useful and healthy uh, examples of media that are bringing news of this ilk out to the public. So I just wanted to say, you know, keep up the great work. And you guys have inspired me uh, you know, more than I could say. Well, and I and I feel the same way. I was just about to say that, yeah, the, the videos that James, that he's been putting out after he went on basically a little quick summer vacation, it's like he's back with the gusto, and the work that he does and the work that you do makes me want to pick up my game. And it's not in any kind of competitive way. Oh, it's just, yeah. It's just... I look at it and say, you're effectively communicating this information. Good job. Yeah, it saves, it saves each one of us thinks, hey, just save me some work when you did that. You did a great job credibly presenting this. Now I don't have to. I can use that as a tool, and instead of trying to do it myself all the time, I can say, "Look, here's this excellent podcast on this topic, and hand it to someone as a component because they can consume that, right?" And it's not so much about believing what I have to say or looking at me as a leader. It's about I have the experience to look at all these different books and these different producers of media and content and say, "Look, here's the ones who, in my opinion, are, are giving you as much as they can." Right, their their intentions there, their integrity's there, 
their consistency and perseverance and patience is there and it doesn't seem to be driven by any ill motives or hate or fear or anything like that so it's like we have the ability to kind of you know be a tour guide of this theme park that we've been given the joke map to you know and as we create a better map together then we're all just a little bit safer and have a lot more fun in the theme park right and that's one of the ways that we're winning that's right that's it Fittingly enough, signs 33 and 34, respectively, are James Evan Pilato's MediaMonarchy.com and Richard Grove's TragedyAndHope.com. And if you have not yet checked out either of those sites, what are you waiting for? James Evan Pilato quite simply puts out the most incredible two-hour news podcast there is out there, and I would heartily recommend it to anyone who's interested in the Corbett Report podcast Again, you can find that at MediaMonarchy.com. And Richard Andrew Grove, of course, is one of the 9-11 whistleblowers whose story relates to Silverstream Technologies and Martian McLennan. And he's gone into some of the bigger picture of 9-11 that we've talked about. And, of course, now going into the bigger, bigger picture of 9-11 with TragedyAndHope.com, which promises to be an incredible website, which I am honored and flattered to have been invited to be a part of and uh, Richard if you're listening yes I am going to uh, to get involved with this just I need a bit of time to wrap some things up on my end before I get involved in another big project but once again for people who don't know about Richard Andrew Grove I'll include Project Constellation as sign 35 that we are winning and another incredible message in a bottle, as James Evan Pilato has called it, a 9-11 whistleblower story that continues to reverberate through cyberspace and into the real world and continues to affect change and wake people up from their slumbers. Continuing with the hat tips to activists and people who are getting out there and affecting real change, sign number 36 that we are winning is none other than Nathan Moulton, who I interviewed just yesterday, and that interview is now up on the website, so please go to CorbettReport.com to download it. And of course, Nathan Moulton has recently released Activist, a new DVD detailing his last two-plus years of incredible InfoWars activism, So, once again, it's an incredibly moving DVD. So, please, please, please support the people who are out there affecting change and waking people up because we have to vote with our dollars, completely undermine the corporate control grid, and support those independent people who are out there and who are truly affecting change. And whether that's Nathan Moulton or whoever you think is out there doing good work, please support them because it's the only way we can operate in this monetary economy. Another person with a great blog that everyone should check out is, of course, previous Corbett Report guest Claire Swinney over at the Web of Evidence blog. And in fact, to mark the 100th episode of the Corbett Report, She just put up the first ever online feature article and interview with yours truly, James Corbett. So I would very much like people to check that out at the Web of Evidence blog at clairswinney.wordpress.com and leave some kind words for her and for the excellent work that she continues to do on that incredible blog. And of course, we have put up a copy of Claire's feature interview article with myself at corbettreport.com. And from there, you can get the link back to the original at the Web of Evidence blog. And signs 37 through 41 that we are winning were sent in by Claire Swinney via the contact form on CorbettReport.com. We have 37. The 9-11 Truth Movement is now professionalized, according to Dr. David Ray Griffin. And the number of professionals who are speaking out for 9-11 truth and disproving the myth about Osama bin Laden is growing. Dr. David Ray Griffin mentioned during an interview with Kevin Barrett on the 12th of September that there are about 12 groups now, of which two are new ones, journalists for 9-11 truth and scientists for 9-11 truth. He further states that one of the big stories is, is that so many professionals have joined the truth movement now that it has become professionalized. Sign number 38, young women shun Gardasil in New Zealand. 
despite a deceptive marketing campaign to sell Gardasil to the public, during which a variety of false claims were made, including that deaths following Gardasil vaccination were mainly due to car accidents and other unrelated events. Figures reported in June showed that only 26% of 12 to 16 year olds and 35% of 17 and 18 year olds have received the first of three Gardasil doses. One advocate conceded the numbers are very low. Number 39, Rupert Murdoch plans charge for all new websites by next summer. As people are flocking to get their news online at sites like Infowars.com and PrisonPlanet.com, alternative news sites that focus on exposing the goals and activities of those who want a new world order, of which Murdoch's friends are among. Murdoch's corporate media is being forced to charge its readers because of dwindling readership. That is because readers want news from trustworthy and reliable sources, not from establishment propaganda organs renowned for subverting the truth. Number 40. Comments made on the Times Online website in July in response to an article about the swine flu vaccine being rushed through safety checks indicated that millions of British citizens will refuse to take the swine flu vaccine. Number 41. Last year, Eli Lilly, the maker of the drug Zyprexa, settled a lawsuit for the sum of $15 million. The 2006 lawsuit claimed the Alaskan state and healthcare providers were insufficiently warned about possible side effects relating to weight gain, high blood sugar, and diabetes, causing harm to the state's Medicaid recipients and increased costs to the state. The lawsuit asked that Lilly pay the state for those costs and pay civil penalties under the Alaska Unfair Trade Practices and Consumer Protection Act. Sign number 42 was submitted both by Claire Swinney and independently by another listener from New Zealand by the name of Philip. And this relates to a YouTube video, which of course will be up in the documentation list. The summary comes from Philip in New Zealand. John Key says that the official 9-11 story is untrue. The WTC buildings were brought down by explosives. Of course, he's still claiming that it was organized by the people in Afghanistan because he's justifying sending SAS troops to Afghanistan. But this has to be more than a misspeaking. There is a lot of difference between airplanes and bombs. I know firsthand that John Key, along with all the other current New Zealand MPs, have received the video featuring architect Richard Gage, 9-11 Blueprint for Truth. If he watched the video or has otherwise been paying attention to the 9-11 Truth Movement message, then he is aware that it was explosives, not planes, that brought down the three WTC buildings on 9-11. Continuing with the hat tips to people out there who are making a difference. Number 43, Alex Jones, Nuff Said. Number 44, Jonathan Olanoff's Core of Corruption Suppressed News Video Archive has now reached 175 videos. Number 45, filmmaker and previous CorbettReport.com guest Jason Burmis. His new film will be released this winter, Invisible Empire. Number 46. Speaking of low-budget independent documentary filmmaking, a revolutionary new system for financing low-budget independent documentary films has been developed by Max Kaiser at piratemyfilm.com. Please check it out. Number 47. Democratic Congressman Alan Grayson has the gall to ask the Federal Reserve Legal Council, has the Fed ever tried to manipulate the stock market? Number 48, Seymour Hirsch proving people wrong when they say you're too old to be involved in politics or activism by once again continuing to reveal incredible and startling truths. Please see the documentation section for what pretty incredible truth he revealed this year. For number 49, let's reach back into the voicemail bin and let's listen to a message from Eric in Colorado. Um, I know you're looking for ways we're winning. Um, can't do something long and eloquent, but one thing that is happening is millions of people are starting gardens all over the country. People are, I find, a lot of support and people look at me much less crazily. Um, around the idea that we need to withdraw from the existing economic and political system and start to take care of ourselves, stop looking to the state and in particular food corporations um, to feed us and that we can feed ourselves. 
Well, absolutely, Eric. That's something that we've stressed on this podcast time and time again, and it's good to see that people really are waking up to the necessity of becoming independent in terms of food production. Reaching back into the mailbag for number 50 and 51 from a listener named Jeff, who wrote an email with these two ideas. Sign number 50 that we are winning. It appears to me that the events we are experiencing as of late can be looked at as acts of desperation. Consider the contrast. If nobody were investigating 9-11, Columbine, Kennedy, AIG, DynCorp, Marsha McLennan, and the list goes on. The entities in question would carry on their agenda ever so slowly as they've had in the past, and the frog would slowly boil. Now it seems that things have taken a much different direction, and the attempt to boldly stifle our conscious and thoughtful actions have been much accelerated and become more aggressive. This has happened to the point where the total controlled media script has been altered. It seems that the people's voice has forced itself over the airwaves in direct contrast to the corporate ideology. Number 51. I was recently at a showing of Blueprint for Truth here in town at a local theater. It was Minnesota We Are Change's largest turnout. There were over 500 people there, and the aisles and the entryways were filled, people standing throughout the whole presentation. There were people ranging from 7 years old all the way to 90 attending. Personally, I was handing out DVDs from 8th Estate, and I literally had attention from all angles, eventually growing to a list of people waiting to talk to me. A big thank you to Jeff for those great observations, and as a side note to sign number 50 that he suggested there, we can point to sign number 52, which is the people's voice literally taking over the airwaves. And that's, of course, uh, Luke Rogowski and We Are Change actually managing to bullhorn the entire NBC Nightly News recently from Pittsburgh at the G20. And there are points at which the only thing you can hear is Luke Rakowski on the bullhorn. So once again, the people's voice is getting out over the airwaves. And we'll add to that sign number 53. Of course, last year, Alex Jones at the Democratic National Convention bullhorning Chris Matthews and Hardball on MSNBC to the point where all you could hear during that segment was Infowars.com, Infowars.com. It was an excellent and wonderful moment. And those are some quite literal instances of the people's voice being forced out over the airwaves. But of course, as Jeff was pointing out there, the talking points themselves have changed and the entire discourse has changed thanks to the real issues being injected into the debates. Back to the mailbag. Number 54 we have from a listener, JC, who says, You are still alive and broadcasting your show. Thanks. Well, indeed, that is indeed one of the things that I'm very grateful for, so uh, that's that's one that I'm personally quite happy that we're winning on. Uh, number 55, we have from someone named Poet. Things are getting worse, much worse, and they have to before most people will be prepared to tear themselves away from the TV. I'm no optimist, as you can tell, but I know enough about people to know they will have to be pushed a lot harder before they stand up and say, yeah, basta. Whatever that means. Well, Poet, I think you're right. Again, the point of 100 signs we are winning is not to find 100 excuses not to get involved in the fight. It's to find 100 examples of what we can do to get involved in the fight. And of course, the fight is only just shaping up. Number 56 comes from a listener by the name of Orion. The rapidly increasing flow of the attention of people from mainstream or corporate-controlled media to alternative or independent media. Number 57, also from Orion. The increasing ability of people to analyze information, which Carol Quigley told his students at Georgetown University, was the primary lesson he was teaching them. This is something which the New World Order has striven most ardently to disrupt in the minds of the people. Number 58, the push for and awakening to 9-11 truth. People are waking up in droves as the pile of evidence constantly has damning pieces of information added to it. And number 59, the knowledge that Americans will never go the way of England or Australia. The many millions of Americans who are armed and would rather fight and die than submit to the New World Order. It is this fighting spirit which not only fuels the resistance, but is being revived in those who were asleep. Thank you to Orion for those comments. 
Moving right along to the favorite tool of the New World Order, false flag terrorism as a way of promoting their agenda through problem-reaction-solution, let's look at how that tool is continually being exposed and broken right in front of their face. Let's listen to number 60. Number 61. Now, whenever FEMA or NORTHCOM tries to hold a takeover drill, thousands of people are online blogging about it. Number 62. People are renaming their YouTube copies of BBC's The Power of Nightmares to Al-Qaeda Doesn't Exist in order to cash in on the popularity of the AQDE meme started and coined by The Corbett Report. A tip of the hat to longtime and regular Corbett Report correspondent Janelle for that piece of information. And that ties into number 63, submitted by Rob from the Netherlands, who points out that depers.nl, which is a major national Netherlands newspaper, actually included an embedded YouTube video of Al-Qaeda Doesn't Exist in their recent article about Al-Qaeda threatening Europe. Number 64, not only can people now pronounce Zbigniew Brzezinski's name, but they actually know who he is and what he's up to. Number 65, the CIA seems to have finally given up on their Osama Bin Laden video generating software, although not apparently their audio generating software. Number 66, the terms false flag and inside job have entered the vernacular. Number 67, it only took weeks to completely discredit the official version of 7-7, as opposed to the months and years it took 9-11 and the decades it took JFK. Number 68, the hit pieces are becoming more and more desperate, transparent, pathetic, pick your adjective of choice. Number 69, three more words, we are change. Number 70, nyccan.org and the quest to open a new investigation by getting a referendum on the New York City ballot is proceeding apace. Number 71, the World Wildlife Federation had to completely recant and disown their disgusting, sensationalist, psyop fear-mongering done in the name of 9-11. And please, that has to be seen to be believed, so check that one out in the documentation section for sure. Number 72, a prominent 9-11 truther is now a ranking member of the Japanese government. Number 73, while we're at it, political leaders for 9-11 truth. Google it. Number 74, Jesse Ventura's new conspiracy program, which actually threatens to not call people crazy conspiracists for wanting to know what happened on 9-11. Number 75, one of the JFK conspirators' deathbed confessions has been made public to the world, so why haven't you done more to get that information out to others? Number 76, the FBI has released a, an important P-Tech indictment. Look into it. Number 77, let's reach back into the voicemail bin and listen to one from our old friend and former guest on The Corporate Report, The Angry Scotsman. Yeah, Mr. Corbett, this is the angry Scotsman. Uh, no, it's been a while since you probably heard from me. Um, you were asking about signs that we are winning. And one of the most obvious signs that I've seen the most, uh, it kind of goes along with Gandhi's uh, saying, first they ignore you, then they ridicule you, then they attack you, and then we win. And... I can see the flack really coming now, and uh, we're really getting battered in the mainstream media, battered in uh, in regular television and movies, and it's all it all seems to be coming to a head. And I take that as a very positive, very positive uh, thing because they are attacking us now, and we know what the next level is after that. So, in my opinion. I think that we are closer now to the truth getting out there to people. People are more receptive to it. Things are uh, The New World Order's plans are completely crumbling before our very eyes. 
Thank you to the Angry Scotsman for that. And for those who are interested, please go and look in the documentation list for a link back to our Blog Talk radio article that talks about the interesting case of the Angry Scotsman who was once going to feature myself on his podcast, but things didn't quite turn out that way. Sign 78 that we are winning. Just do a gut check. You know it's true. Sign 79. The real progressives have seen right through Obama. Sign 80. Even trendy knee-jerk leftists aren't far behind. Sign 81. The corporate-controlled media mockingbirds on the left who were so good at lambasting Bush are now forced to reveal their true colors under Obama. Sign 82. And no one is swallowing it, not even themselves. Sign 83 that we are winning. Where there's art, there's hope. We gonna go real high on this one. Anytime you ready, I'm ready. Look, democracy only happened one time in European history. Now keep this in mind. It was practiced in Athens overseas in 508 BC by Cleasthenes. Citizens would get together on a hillside and decide how and if they was gonna ride. But in 322 BC, here's what happened. Alexander of Macedon conquered Athens and that was the end of democracy where the people had a say in their society. Today, we gotta get more knowledge and learn about the function of the electoral college. We talking about we gotta save the economy. But that kind of system is beside and behind me. Really? You look into a president. When you are a citizen, an American resident, the president can't do nothing with the banks. That's for the Federal Reserve Bank. You asking the president for the economy when it's the Federal Reserve Bank that runs society. You gotta ask the right people the right questions. Make sure you don't get caught up in the wrong direction. KRS got knowledge. I don't need hope. Moving right along, number 84. People are beginning to recognize eugenics when they see it. Number 85, people are beginning to call out eugenicists when they see them. And again, we are running out of time, so please check the documentation to find out what on earth I'm talking about. Number 86, even Sean Hannity admits we're right. Number 87, no one on the planet actually cares what Sean Hannity thinks anyway. Number 88, people are still having babies. Number 89, people are so concerned about the GMOs and the chemicals and the hormones and crap in their food that many are refusing to eat non-local, non-organic, non-healthy foods. And, of course, they're being labeled as insane for doing so. Number 91. The summer of rage didn't turn into riots like the CFR wanted. Number 92. Big Brother may be talking, but no one's listening. Number 93. People are buying gold. Sign number 94 that we are winning. 9-11 truth cannot be stopped. Sign number 95, let's reach back into the voicemail bin for one final voicemail message, this time from Berkeley Liberation Radio out in Berkeley, California. Hi, James. This is Captain Fred from Berkeley, California. I just wanted to say that we're playing your podcasts here on Berkeley Liberation Radio, and I can tell you one of the signs that we are winning is that this pirate station has operated for 10 years with... Some interference from the FCC, but mostly they leave us alone. So there's just a little bit of free speech on the airwaves here in Berkeley, California. So that's one of the signs that we are indeed winning. And thanks for all your good work. That is indeed excellent news. And Pirate Radio is, of course, a friend of the Corbett Report. And the Corbett Report is a friend of Pirate Radio. So my hat's off to Berkeley Liberation Radio for the invaluable public service that they provide at great difficulty. Let's finish off today with some more listener responses. This one from Michael regarding microfinance. He writes, In 1976, in a small village in rural Bangladesh, Dr. Muhammad Yunus began the construction of what is now the worldwide phenomena of microfinance. He was bent upon a mission to eradicate poverty from the human condition 
and he intended to do this by manifesting the precise opposite of a commercial bank. Having determined that poverty was caused by the operations of the economic system, he correctly concluded that an institution that was completely opposite would eradicate poverty. His remarkably successful Grameen Bank now serves 8.5 million families in Bangladesh, and similar programs worldwide now reach more than half a billion people. A recent successful pilot program in New York is poised for expansion to four further U.S. cities. Extremely rapid growth continues worldwide despite the recession. Yunus was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 2006 and the Medal of Freedom in 2009 for his work in microfinance. This development has the potential to unleash the collective energies of billions of people. Poverty eradication is only the first step. A massive worldwide cleanup of the natural environment could easily be funded through microcredit, as could enormous efforts at habitat restoration and the like. The worldwide trade in armaments, however, would never be possible within a microcredit-based economy. If you look around you, almost everything you see is there with the permission of a commercial bank. Every building, every business, every advertisement is allowed to exist because it is profitable for a bank. In Eunice's microcredit, loan approvals are made by the member's peer group. The bank has no say in what the borrowers use their loans to create. This is real freedom. Absolutely. And finally, let's finish with some comments from Zach, sign number 96 that we are winning. We are winning in part due to an idea that the universe is constantly trying to preserve novelty. It can't do that if we are all slaves. Which leads me to sign number 97. The elite have not taken one thing into account, that being the human component. The laws and orders being made all assume that we are robots that follow orders, but we are not. The human component, as I call it, is random and cannot be isolated into a control grid. If people are killed en masse, then perhaps they have a chance, but I feel that due to the hundredth monkey effect, that free humanity shall emerge victorious. Sign number 98. The inherent distrust Americans and Europeans have of big government control over their lives. And sign number 99, again from Zach. The fact that there are people like me who flat refuse to give up and have a bevy of co-workers who look up to me for information because I listen to Media Monarchy and Corbett Report, Clyde Lewis too. I refuse to give up, not out of stubbornness, but out of a need to free everyone. We're spreading so quickly, it's almost scary. You can only count so many downloads from a website, but you cannot count how many people burn episodes to disk and spread them in a manner that cannot be tracked. It's an information underground, and we have no idea how strong we are, but we know we are strong based on what can be tracked. Sign number 100 goes to Someone who sent in an email via the name Quickie Prana. I just took part in the project CCTV survey being organized by SFU British Columbia, Canada, which is documenting all surveillance technology in Vancouver, BC. My first effort was completing Main Street North, the area that's referred to as the downtown Lower East Side, which is often in the news in terms of the amount of homeless, substance dependence, and poverty being the highest density in the so-called developed world. And there are some links to go along with that. And hey, why not? A few more. Number 101 comes from another correspondent, this one from Australia. How about the resistance to anthropogenic global warming? The Australian Senate recently put down the government's proposed emissions trading scheme. The resistance was led by Senators Fielding, Joyce, and Xenophon, citing the disbelief that this could do anything to curb global warming and would only serve to impoverish and cripple Australia's economy. And a couple from a correspondent named Mahalo. 102, a growing group of millions of us know about the existence of evil, wealthy people. Number 103, how many more truthers have popped up since episode 1 of the Corbett Report? Number 104, your episodes covering global cooling and peak oil helped me and countless others re-research the issues, come to new conclusions, and help us discover corporate shills and gatekeepers of the left. And number 105, the people in the know about vaccine and pharmaceutical cause death will duck many of these toxic blows dealt to them by the ruling class. 
Excellent. All right. Well, my hats are off to everyone who pitched in and gave their idea for this episode of the Corbett Report. And of course, to everyone who has made the previous 100 episodes possible through your support and through your willingness to get out there and to help spread the information, which is all I can ever ask my listeners to do. It has been an incredible 100 episodes, and there are many, many, many more things to come in the future from me. As long as there is breath in my lungs, there will be resistance to the New World Order, and in the end, that is our victory. Just remember that even by listening to this podcast, you are part of that information underground that our correspondent Zach identified, and you are helping to make a difference. So, as Zach suggested at the end of his email, let's listen to some Muse from their appropriately titled latest album, The Resistance, because love is our resistance. And let's listen to the first track from that album, the huge smash hit success for 9-11 Truthers and Alex Jones fans, Muse. Let's end today with Uprising. I am your host, James Corbett, thanking you for joining me for the first hundred episodes of the Corbett Report podcast and asking you to join me yet again next week for episode 101, New World Order 101.